Hi, Chris. Hello, Rob. Welcome to the 10 Minute Design Chat. Thanks, mate. Today, let's talk about mecha based design. Now, Rob, you might have noticed that I did something weird with my voice then. I did. It was... I was unsure because I know this episode to be called Mechanics-Based Design, but that certainly didn't sound like any English I know. Yeah, I'm going to have to press the uh, the grammar klaxon here. Uh-oh. Would you like to hear what, it's, what it sounds like? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Should use semicolons more judiciously <laughs> and other grammar problems. Um, so I'm gonna let you continue with your in, in intro, and then I'm gonna put forward my argument for why it is wrong. Well, good heavens, I feel under under oath at this point. So, well, hello everybody, welcome to season three of Ten MDC, um, where we'll be donning our greasy overalls to peek under the board game's shiny bonnet. Yeah, the board game's the only one. <laughs> The main one. Just the one board game. The one board, the board game. We're going to yeah, win the, the board, board game. game. Um, we're going to be pulling apart the nuts and bolts that make up their mechanics. No, there it is again, you see. Oh, what was it? Was that, is that the klaxon again? Uh, yeah, it was the klaxon again. It's just in my head this time. Like every time <laughs> it gets heard. Um, so we, we were having this chat before we came on of, of this game mechanics versus game mechanisms. Mm. And um, all, all over the internet rob to the deepest depths of the internet this is a an age-old debate that's been going on around around fires since the the neolithic neanderthal era since the first caveman threw a stone at another stone and it made bowls exactly. that's it and they've been they've been chatting about it um back then it was less of a problem because there was grunting but now we need to be more accurate with our language and so the argument being made is that mechanics are people that fix things that have mechanisms, and mechanisms are actually things that make stuff work. Um, I know mechanics and mechanisms are used interchangeably. I am guilty of doing it myself, and I don't really care. <laughs> uh, in re- in reality, I don't care. How about you, Rob? No, I I can I can. Oh no, sorry, I could care less. Oh. <laughs> no, I, with I, your grammar i <laughs> i couldn't care less no i mean i've always called it mechanics i just feel like it's a funner and easier word to say the mechanisms but i understand that maybe we are the mechanics that are fixing the problems of our games and that's why people come to this podcast you know we, we come to fix the mechanisms uh, as the dutiful mechanics that we are that's that's fair i am just gonna i'm gonna do what i call pulling a jeff engelstein now mm. uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna play my jeff card Uh-oh. because uh you've jeff only got engelstein, one of those yeah i know right it's it's an op card but i'm playing it <laughs> jeff engelstein a uh, veteran game designer and font of knowledge in game design wrote a book back in uh 2021 i believe mm. with isaac shuller and it's called building box of tabletop game design an encyclopedia of mechanisms <gasps> dun, dun, dun. if he's written the encyclopedia on it i don't think we can really argue oh that's it then isn't it right i'm carving that in the board game that we're going to be ripping the bonnet off of i'm carving that in that's it now that's it. it's mechanisms okay all right uh i will call it mechanics still <laughs> um, and before we tear each other apart like we're tearing apart the uh the mechanism slash mechanics of that engine rob um, I think it's time for our sponsor for this episode. 
Yeah, as everybody knows, we have been busy getting together a nice selection of totally real sponsors that uh, you know have been so grateful to be supporting. And to be honest, I'm I'm excited about this product. Chris, why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit more about uh, who's sponsoring today? Yeah, so today's show is sponsored by Dr. Phalange's Miraculous Hand Sleeves. Um, now, a problem you might have found, Rob, and our listeners might have found, is that you get your new game, you've got your Kickstarter, it arrives, it's got 6,000 cards, and they're all so many different sizes. You just, If you want to sleeve those cards, you've got a problem, right? It's going to cost you money and time, and you're going to get the wrong size, and everyone's going to be sad. Well, what if I told you that is not a problem anymore? I wouldn't believe you. Well, you should, because, <laughs> wait for this. They've invented card sleeves that are tailor-made to fit on your fingers. Aww. So it's one sleeve for each of your four fingers and, and one for the thumb, bespoke size to your hand. <laughs> and for convenience and portability so you don't lose any, they're actually attached by a plastic membrane around the wrist and the dorsum and the palmar aspect of the hand also. Wow. Dr. Falange's Miracle Hand Sleeves. Wait, so you're saying I don't need to buy so many card sleeves uh, that I'm going to you know, pay the same cost as my Kickstarter and I'm going to have all this plastic be made. I can literally just sleeve my hands? Yep, you can sleeve your hand. You can actually sleeve both of your hands. Wow. And uh, and basically, like unless your hands are still growing, so unless you're a, a small child, um, you're not going to need to buy any anymore. You can just buy a one pack and... And that's it. Oh my god, we have been sleeving the wrong thing this whole time. I'm I'm in shock and awe. Um, I have a quick question though. You know, I'm a big fan of of Twister, and uh, you know, obviously there are hands involved. But has they they got anything for your feet? They have actually. They've got what they're calling at the moment their proprietary toe sleeves. Uh, you have a larger <laughs> one for the for the big toe, and then some smaller <laughs> ones for the others. And they also for for ease, they're they're connected by um sort of a viscose tube with an opening <laughs> at the ankle that just keeps them together and uh, yeah and some of them are non non slip as well for for those games yeah wow keep my feet warm at the same time god i am so excited to try these out yeah well thank you dr phalange's miracle hand sleeves for sponsoring today's show um you know we should probably uh we should probably get back to it um before we uh, i get too excited really and take off my gloves and socks and replace them with sleeves so here we go then rob after that fantastic advert i've definitely backed a few of those packs um what what are we talking about we're talking about mechanisms mechanics and how they can inform game design do you think this is a common way for people to design games or does this feel a bit like the opposite way around how people usually do it do you know what i actually going into this i was, I was thinking about this and i had this whole thing about oh if you're a game designer this is probably where you've begun like this is probably where you start but I, I don't i don't know actually i i know that from my perspective when i was starting out i was kind of designing cool mechanics and then trying to fit a theme on them and it didn't go great but the um but it was definitely something where i thought that's just where you started but then the more i thought about it the more the more i've looked into it the more i think like well you probably do come up with a theme idea first you probably like played a game that you like and though you if you're new to this, then you probably would think, oh, well, I really enjoyed that game and it was a pirate game and it had some cool mechanics in there. But you probably would have noticed more that, oh, I felt good playing that game. You probably wouldn't have noticed, like, that mechanic was sweet. I want to make a game like that, you know? Um, and so you'll probably then go, well, I want to make a pirate game because I really enjoy pirate games. I think that's kind of the list of it. But I think as you go on and you start to get a bit more under your tool belt of mechanics, 
um it's a it's a really interesting way to start and i've definitely yeah i've definitely seen a few games that uh, i've worked on starting from there what about you is, is this is this you know do you find that working from mechanics at the beginning is a good source of inspiration or that you just sort of like you, in, you sort of have had ideas just come out of nowhere like i want to make that mechanic i have no idea what that game will look like i just like the idea of that mechanic I think it waxes and wanes over time. And I think when I first started designing games, I was definitely like, oh, I've got this cool theme idea. What mechanics can I fit in? And I think part of that was I didn't really know what to call mechanics. I didn't know what mm. this kind of mechanic was. And I, my reference for those mechanics wasn't very well grounded. But now that I'm more um, experienced and I know what to call them and I know what different mechanics are, I think having that knowledge now means I can sort of like reverse engineer it and I can say, oh, I want to make a game with this mechanic like this time. And there's so many that to choose from. <laughs> if you if you just don't have a game idea, something something to start with, right? No, I think that's a really good sort of point on like how it can be used as a new designer, especially, you know, if you've played games, you thought I've really enjoyed that and you can pinpoint down specific mechanics within that, um, then, you know, there are some really amazing big games that have interlocking mechanisms and mechanics um that all sort of flow beautifully between each other if this is your first game you're probably not going to make one of those uh, you know obviously i think there definitely are people that have but i think a really good part of that and where it can be really useful to start with the mechanic is um if you've enjoyed playing it the great thing about board games is it's not it's not got like source code you know it's not like oh i wish i knew how they did that the yeah. rules are there the pieces are there you can just take them all out and then you could literally just say all right i love viticulture but there are so many mechanisms in that game but what if i just made a game that was based on the the sort of meeple placement or if i made it based off of having that farm or based off of making the wine you know there's so many different pieces that you could make a pretty interesting small short game just from one mechanic which i think is a good place to sort of start but any other sort of uses you'd say like reasons why you might like choose to start with me mechanics or mechanisms i think that it's one of those things that it can make your design decisions simpler um you're like i'm going to do this mechanism great how am i going to make that fun rather than the other way around of like i'm going to make a fun thing which mechanisms can i use to do that i think that is one way it helps mm -hmm. um and i think if you've got a one really good mechanism that works really well, then building other things around it is easier than trying to do it the other way around. So that's what I'd say as my examples. And we're going to be talking through this season about specific mechanisms, mechanics, and and the games that we have experienced that use those well, and ones that we've designed that have involved those specific mechanics as well. And I think that'll be um, an interesting chat for us to have. It's an interesting place to start. I know that from my perspective, there's one good example I have in my head of a game that I was designing that I called Flip Switch. And I really didn't know what the theme was. But I also didn't want it to be an abstract game necessarily. But I was like, I don't know what the theme is. But I really like this mechanic I made up where it's like there's all these tokens and you're trying to get cards of certain colours. And whenever you take an action, you flip one of the tokens. And the idea being that when all the tokens are the same colour then the game ends and only cards of that colour score. So there's like a way that you can end the game and it's a bit of like tactical stuff. I think that when you're sort of starting out, I made this mechanic and I think I made that like two years ago. And it's only recently I've actually made it into a, into a good game with my partner Maisie. But the reason why, and I think this is probably one of the bigger pitfalls that I've fallen into, is it's very easy when you're working on mechanics to make something that's very smart and very cool but not necessarily fun. 
Yeah, that's a that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, that's what we're here to do, really. You can get so invested into the mechanic that you're just like, "Whoa, this is so clever! Wow, that is really really smart. I love the way it does all that stuff." And then you sit it down in front of somebody, and then they just say, "Like, okay." <laughs> Because they haven't seen all the nuts and bolts behind you. So I think that's definitely something to just be sort of cautious of when you are working on mechanics-based design to start off with. It's like, uh, you know, thinking about uh, in in that sense, is there any sort of examples you have from any games you've designed, Chris? There is a game which I'm going to be talking about probably in a future episode more, a design called Flick Forts. Uh, and that was basically started with a pile of poker chips. Uh, and when we stacked mm. them, we realized that if you flick them at each other, that's very fun. And what <laughs> if there was a whole game that involved just flicking poker chips at each other um, and that is a perfect example of something that is mechanically great fun and then how do you then turn that into a fun game more on that in future episodes oh i can't wait to hear about it so that brings us to a close i think rob i think we've teased the listeners of what we're going to do in the next season if they've been here for a long time they kind of get how this goes if not i'm excited for them to uh, to be involved in our new season welcome new listener any final thoughts before we uh, let these fine folks get on with the day well i think that when it comes to making games specifically mechanically to from the beginning um it's a very fun thing to do as a designer just make sure it's fun for the players that is sage advice from the dusty mind shelf of robert sparks <laughs> to whom i'm now going to say goodbye robert I will see you at boardgamebud.com. And I will say goodbye to you, Christopher. I'll see you at 10minutedesignchallenge.co.uk. This has been a 10-minute design chat on mechanics or mechanism-based design. Thank you very much for listening. And we'll see you next week as we dive deeper into our first mechanic slash mechanism slash... Me-